I'm Morgan Tioka. This is the Challenge Her Podcast. This is the Challenge Her Podcast. Hey team, it's Morgan Tioka here from the Challenge Her Podcast. Uh, it's been a while since I've sat down and gone through some learnt education pieces and some knowledge pieces and I think that's also because I haven't really been focusing on ways to improve probably over the last I'd say month I've been struggling with being invested uh, in bettering myself and invested in learning. I've been not holding good boundaries when it comes to work and trying to live the life that I currently live and have the same routine that I did as teaching and do my job well and because of the hours that I work in my new role um, I have to be very good and conscious of my boundaries and it's something I'm I guess learning the hard way of how to manage because uh, it's not the structured Monday to Friday you know 8.30 till 2.30 time frames it's just all over the shop it could be a Sunday from midday onwards when a play gets injured and then it could be Monday Tuesday Wednesday night so things are constantly changing uh, and I have to be very conscious of my time and my self-care and I'm not doing very well at the moment so that's definitely something for me to work on in the future so I finally had a Saturday where I've just been able to sit and I've finally created my space so luckily I get to be in contact with my mentor and when I speak to him he's allowed me to be involved in this mentoring group and we create sprint goals for the week of no excuses, what are you going to get done, what is important to you, how are you going to make it happen, so what are your actionables, how is your behaviour going to align to these, these sprint goals and the first week uh, I was really lucky that I actually excelled in, in one of my goals with my well-being assessment tasks, but I didn't achieve the goal. I actually failed at it at that time, which was uh, completing all of the tasks. And the great thing about that was because I set such a huge goal for the end of the week, I, even though I didn't achieve it, I was, I think, like tenfold further down the track thanks to setting a big goal than I would have been if I sent a small goal and that was something I learnt through working with Glenn. Anyway, going forward, uh, I hadn't made time for my podcast and, you know, the biggest thing for me is when I started this journey, it's about holding myself accountable and being able to deliver information with justifiable evidence and being able to give people the opportunity to feel empowered or learn small snippets of personal development skills and maybe align them to their own lives with no intention of getting big or, you know, trying to use this as a uh, exposure tool. It's just something that helps me and I hope that by being on this journey, I'm able to pass on things that might be beneficial to other people So I finally set up my desk and I I have this beautiful space where I get to look outside and I have a huge addiction problem to technology and I find that uh, because 
work's quite hectic and it involves my phone and being in contact consistently with people and making sure people are okay and bridging the gap between people and professional support uh, and opportunities and well-being and education. I'm finding that I'm just on my phone a lot. And so when I have my downtime, you know, it might be two hours, three hours before bed. It could be uh, two or three hours in the morning between gym and work. I'm scrolling and I'm on social media and I'm looking into my apps for connection with people because, you know, the moments that I'm not busy are the moments I notice that I'm a little bit lonely at times and I... I'm now starting to become aware of the feelings and the change in feelings. So I'll give you an example. When my attention and my focus is on ways to improve my life, such as a five-minute meditation down at the beach, a walk, calling my family members, listening to music, just away from staring at a screen... I have this huge deep sense of calmness. I have an understanding of gratitude. I feel good. I'm usually functioning really well. Involved with my phone, I'm attached to it. I'm scrolling, I'm posting. Uh, I'm not myself. So I posted a photo the other day and it's me all dressed up, staring into this mirror and... This is a real vulnerable thing to share. <clears throat> but um, when I posted this photo, I was happy with it. I felt good. I felt like I looked good. And, you know, then I I looked at it and I looked at it over and over again and it nearly makes me want to cry because I think to myself, like, this isn't you. <laughs> you don't post this stuff. You post things that are meaningful and that are purposeful and that have impact on your life and others You post things that align to the person you're trying to be and you're not trying to seek validation through this. This is not you. This is like a low point. And so this morning I've had to do a bit of realigning and resetting and I could go back and delete it but looking at the photo reminds me that, hey, you fell off the bandwagon and you don't need to seek validation from others. You need to reset you need to go and do the things that make you happy you need to make more connection to people that give you that deep feeling of purpose and contribution to the world and you need to stay on track and you need to stay conscious of what you're doing it's a really hard point because I think you know I'm trying to balance between not being too hard on myself when I fall off the bandwagon, but also holding myself accountable. <clears throat> and it's quite hard. I find it quite hard at times. Anyway, this morning I chose to go back to the research. So what have I done? What have I looked at previously that got me into a good flow state? That sense of bettering myself, a good sense of self-worth. What's the learnings that I have looked at previously and how can I use them again to help strengthen my conscious state at the moment. So I went back and I watched my very first ever Netflix documentary and YouTube clip of Brene Brown. So she does too. She became famous thanks to the power of vulnerability, which she did online. 
for a TED talk and I went straight back and started watching that and then I've also looked at the Netflix documentary which I I love uh, tenfold I just love it so much called uh, The Call to Courage that's right and I just had to hear a few things that she said and one of the key things that just reminded me that I'd forgotten was you cannot have courage without vulnerability they work together and it's the understanding that I have to be brave with my life and I have to be able to show up and be seen and I think this was the kicker for me it was you are going to fail not you may fail or you could fail you are going to fail and you are going to get your ass kicked and people are going to judge and criticize every move and things are going to happen and there is going to be opinions flying everywhere and there are going to be people consistently looking and watching what you're doing and making comments on that. And it was just going back to the the stuff she talks about of being in the arena. And it's if you are not, if your face is not marked with blood, sweat and tears and you are not there beside me in the arena, also getting your ass kicked by being vulnerable and courageous and living your life wholeheartedly where you put yourself out there and you're totally getting absolutely smashed by the externals and the people that don't matter around you, then you don't have a right to comment or give me feedback on my life. And I'm in a state now where I'm very involved in my work and I'm in a space where I don't have my circle around me, I don't have my mentor, I don't have my my people, my marble jar friends who have built trust over time, I haven't got those yet. And so my loss of connection to the people that make me feel purposeful definitely makes me feel uncomfortable. And I've got to be really conscious and clever about how I'm going to stay on track without having those constant conversations, the constant reassurance that you are on track, you are doing the right thing. And you know what, you're being brave and you're taking risks and it's hard. And no matter the outcome, we love you. I don't have that down here. And so it's really important that I just realign and go back to the stuff that I know that works. And so the key things for me over the next few weeks to stay on track is one, making time for podcasting and reading and making sure that I am note-taking and note-taking and note-taking and not being lazy with it, not putting it aside. It is important to me and aligning my behaviours to those goals and those um, habits that are important to me. And then two, staying heavily in contact with the people who are my marble jar people and consistently working with them, talking to them to make sure that I'm staying on track and I am aligning my life to my values and the person that I want to be. So it's a bit of a short one and a bit of a reassess on me. And I'm hoping that you're going to hear from two of my favourite wellbeing people over the next two weeks. I'm going to give them a call later and you're going to meet some incredible people in this space who have also done their work, but they've done their work in different with different researchers and different strategies. And I guess the other learning from that is you have to do what works for you. You know, everyone's so individualised and life is so different for everyone and the way we perceive our lives is so different for everyone. So it's, it's a, a constant, constant space of learning, learning and you don't know what you don't know. know. And 
no one has the right to change the way you do things if they're working for you. You've been listening to the Challenge Her podcast with Morgan Tioka. Follow, rate and share to help empower and educate young women. 